Good afternoon and welcome to another episode, episode eight of In at the Side. I'm joined by Neil Williamson and Russian rugby captain Vasily Artemiev. How are you this evening, Vasily? Uh, very good, thank you. Yeah, I'm sitting at home um, for a um, 15th day, I think. 15th day. So are you in lockdown? 15th consecutive. No, it's actually it's a little longer now. Uh, we are on the lockdown now since I think it's almost two weeks fully kind of full isolation in, in yeah. Moscow anyway. So um, I do get to go out. I, I, I don't live in a flat like most people in Moscow. I do live outside. So I do have a uh-huh, a, yeah. back, a, a back garden to go to and a little, uh, a little football field nearby where I can go do some running. So it does, you know, it does keep my head <laughs> in the right place. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting you say that you're on lockdown because we, I mean, from over in England, we're, the news we're hearing that Russia effectively hasn't had any cases. Um, I don't know whether that's the, the, the fact of the matter or whether it's, it's just being not reported correctly. Um, no, I think it's the number is up to about 10,000 now. Um, not too many deaths, I think, officially. Um, anyway, that's what we gather uh, here. But we have been... Um, put on a lockdown rather early I think before yeah. uh, before the toll rose so um, I think that's that was a good thing probably from the point of view of uh, the speed um, at which the the numbers grow um, so yeah we've been it, ha- it has been quite strict not like you know full-on not go outside you still can go to shops some people do still do go to work my wife is a doctor she obviously she doesn't work with the with the infectious diseases, but she's a dermatologist, but she still works as, as, as usual. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So just talk about, obviously, your rugby career. Started off at university college in Dublin. How did that, uh, how did that come about? Is it, you just chose to study there or? Um, actually, it's, it's the, the, the rugby itself started, uh, I think at the age of seven or eight, uh, yeah. right here in, uh, just outside of Moscow and um, North, West of Moscow, town of Zelenograd, uh, underage rugby has been quite um, notorious uh, in the town for, I think, over 50 years now. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I happened to be born here, so I picked up rugby. Um, and then at the age of uh, 15, um, my parents wanted me to study abroad for a year. And just randomly, they picked Ireland. And randomly, we picked Blackrock College, which obviously quite a notorious place for rugby yeah. uh, for Ireland. And the world, I think. So, uh, yeah, that's where, that's how I um, uh, ended up in, in Ireland. And instead of a year, I ended up spending, I think, almost seven years there. Wow, seven years. Excellent. So you like your Guinness and been over there for that amount <laughs> yeah. of time? I still, uh, yeah, I still, still love it, and I haven't uh, grown, um, um, you know, uh, I haven't grown out of it. So I'm still, I still uh, do enjoy it. Perfect. Perfect. So, what are you what are you doing to stay active in lockdown at the moment? I mean, you mentioned you've got a park you can go to and things like that. Are you are you trying to keep your training going? Are you are you trying to focus on next? Year? Um, it's actually um, the Russian kind of club rugby um, season. Uh, it did used to run from um, uh, from spring to autumn, so it used to run throughout the whole summer. Uh, you know that's I think that's the best time to play rugby, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but we still we, we have decided I think last year the union decided to uh, to transfer to kind of a rather more common um, time frame from autumn to run uh, through to uh, the following spring, 
with a kind of a rather longer break in the winter because of the weather conditions over here. Um, it's something like what, what Russian soccer did, um, I think about eight, ten years ago. So, yeah, we're in this transition year. We were, we were due to start. So this is this is going to be like a year and a half long season mm-hmm. uh, with the three kind of parts to it. So we were due to start in April, uh, which we, we, we're, not do, we're not going to anymore. Um, it's been postponed for over a month to uh, due to start now end of May. Yeah. Um, we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it does. Uh, but obviously there's, there's going to be some changes made to it. So we, we were due to play our first um, nine games in the spring uh, and start of the summer. So um, you know the most clubs did have done their preseason. Uh, most clubs, my club, my new club. They've uh, spent over a month in South Africa preparing for. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah, they had to cut short their um, their rugby camp in South Africa actually because of the you know the whole thing. The South Africa was going on a lockdown as well, and I think they were just on the kind of last few planes, like regular flights yeah. that were uh, arriving in Russia before like uh, most of the planes were cancelled. So they were lucky, and they were obviously they were they were put on a um, compulsory lockdown, uh, like like. Something like when a police comes to check on you <laughs> that you actually yeah. following the following the rules. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what before before the uh, official lockdown was introduced anyway. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, so obviously it's uh, we have been training for the season mm-hmm. after the national team stuff uh, finished, but uh, now it's just kind of keeping yourself in shape, keeping your mind a little. Uh, uh, in the right place as well. I mean, uh, I've been I've been blessed to spend so much time with the family, with the young daughter and and wife as well, because it hasn't happened. I think never, probably <laughs> not a lot. Of, I've been married for six years and I haven't spent that much time at home. <laughs> uh, yeah, without without going somewhere. So it's yeah. been good. It's been good from that perspective. Uh, but you know, for for us like sports people, we're used to. Uh, to do things, to be active, you know, and it, it does take its toll, um, you know, kind of being, being sitting most of the day at home. So the, the, the training does keep me, um, keep my mind fresh, keeps my mind fresh. Yes, it does. So what's the, uh, what's the standard of the league over there? Are you all full-time players or do you have some part-time or? Um, most, you know, the, the top division does uh, have a, well, it has been professional for, I don't know, since early 2000, maybe it has experienced some difficult years. So uh, in, in, in the past, notoriously, there was about uh, three or four clubs that were kind of similar enough in uh, standard. Yeah. Um, with um, probably um, Yenisei, one of the um, Siberian clubs, have been in the challenge club circuit for, um, for the last several years. And uh, the club I used to play for, the other Siberian-based club, Krasnoyar, was... I think spent one one year as well in in the Challenge Cup, so it's not a, it's a decent enough season, probably kind of championships type standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, but the, the it's been positive development in the in the union um, in the last two years, I think a year and a half, two years just before the World Cup, maybe like a few months before the World Cup, we we got a new president of the union we've got a new uh, support from from the government big influx of sponsorship money which right. have been yeah so every club has found uh, has been you know found a new sponsor commercial sponsors mm-hmm. as well and so the league has extended from uh, six eight clubs to ten clubs for the first time in in the modern history as well so the oh. this year is going to be ten professional clubs as well so which is a 
yeah, it, it, it's looking good. You know, it, it's it's a one way for us to grow the sport in, in, in the country and to grow the national team. We need to improve the, in, in, you know, internal competition. Exactly. We don't have that many players playing abroad, so we do need to, um, you know, raise the standard of the league. It's, it's good you touched on that. And, and obviously with the World Cup uh, happened last year, um, obviously Russia had some absolutely fantastic performances in that World Cup. I, mean, I would try to watch every game as much as I could before work, was jumping up and down in front of the telly. Now, my question around that is, do you think that Russia long term uh, are going to see a boost from the last World Cup in terms of maybe grassroots players taking it up and, and, and people taking up the, the sport as a whole in the country? Um yeah, well, we're in this kind of similar position about eight years ago when we first at the World Cup in 2011, and I did have a, a very kind of rather high hopes for yeah. the sport to kind of to kick off and take off. Although um, it, it didn't quite do that, we were kind of we went back to that kind of stagnation um, period. You know, sport in Russia in general it does require it require um, kind of funding from from you know, budgetary and government uh, uh, funds, etc. Et uh, it's not a, you know, it's hard to be a fully commercial kind of organization playing professional sports in Russia. So, um, well, now with the support that we get now with the union, uh, you know, with the, with the powers that it possesses now, I think it's got all the tools for, you know, to, to, to put that um, funding in the right areas. And we've already, we've already seen, um, you know, there's a there's a um I think there's gonna there's gonna be a league for the um for the young professionals, I think for under twenty ones kind of pro league, uh, yeah. pretty much for the for the for the A teams. Like every every club most clubs will have like a a development side now. So they're gonna have a competition for them. So that will give the chance for those um players to play because that's that's a usually a problem for the younger generation. Um, you know, they need some they need much experience and uh don't have the same kind of spread of the sport as, as the UK or Ireland. So it's hard to find, um, you know, much experience for them. Um, so this is, this is going to be touched on. Um, and then um, the under 20s and the under 18s have been, um, you know, the they've been organized much, much better. They've already had a few camps uh, yeah. in France, abroad, inside of Russia and abroad playing some. So it's been good. You know, we were going to host, I think Russia, Kaliningrad was going to host um, that's uh, like the most western city in 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 Russia, a great football stadium where the the soccer World Cup was uh, was held, and we played at that ground against Portugal this year, which is amazing. We had about a turnout of people, about fifteen thousand people there. And this this year was going to be a second year that the under 18s uh, trophy was going to be held held there. Um, and uh, last year, surprisingly, like crowds of ten thousand people turned up at some games, <laughs> which is really good. That's great. So this is. This does give a boost, and not not a, not a notorious, not, not a, like a, a rugby cities like Kaliningrad. Uh, they haven't been spoiled by that much sport, but you know there's big stadium there. There's a football club that does kind of reasonably well, but it's not in the top league. And so rugby could be another sport that's uh, you know that could really take off over there. Uh, it's a big it's a big city as well. Um, so we're, we're, you know, it's been postponed, obviously the the trophy. So we're going to wait another another year, probably for the for a competition like that to be hosted in Russia. Uh, but this is, yeah, this is I can see positive changes definitely. And uh, no, with the good. social with the social media and uh, you know everything at our 
um, you know, hands grasp away from us. You know, we, the, the work is being done at the moment for, for the rugby to prosper. That's good. Yeah. Sorry, Tom. Just touch no. on that point there. It's something that I've just thought of. Would you like to see the likes of Russia come into something similar to the Six Nations in the future? I mean, there's talk of uh, other European nations coming in to make a, like a bigger league. Is that something that you think would drive it in Russia and something you'd like to see? Um, well, it's definitely going to take time. I know, I know there's been uh, conversations about Georgia already kind of being there. You know, they're pushing Italy uh, for the spot. Uh, but still, this is a, you know, Six Nations is one of the most successful kind of uh, commercial tournaments. So there's going to yeah. be a, a, there has to be a commercial um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, the, it needs to be commercially viable for everyone, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Obviously, yeah. it has to be commercially viable for the people who are running it, for people who have invested money into it. So, I'm not. Is is Georgia ready as a as a as a market, as a commercial market, to generate you know profits for them? I'm not sure. You know, it's up to them to decide. Yeah. Uh, but are they ready? Are they ready in terms of rugby? Probably are. Yeah, they, yeah. The more the, the more they play these uh, Taiwan nations, the better they will uh, they will become ultimately. And they they already shown it. I mean, you know, they all are already challenging um, whenever they get a chance. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're in the similar situation. Uh, the more we we get the cha- chance uh, to play against uh, better sides, uh, Taiwan nations or their like nations like Japan, for example, they've you know the massive progress they've made over eight years. When they were yeah. losing New Zealand by 90 points, and then you know uh, a tri- this triumph in the at the pool stage, and yeah. a, and a great game in the quarterfinals against South Africa, against the champ against the champions, the future champions. So um, we want I want to be see what one day Russia to kind of be where Georgia is now. So we're kind of following mm-hmm. their hope that we're following their footsteps. Although we do have a, a different route, uh, we don't you know we don't have all our players playing abroad. We do have a domestic league. I think we have. That's that's why we're we're slightly different, and that you know, we're taking our own kind of our own path in developing of this of this sport. But I do think we can be a very successful in term in in Russia in terms of um, uh, generating uh, popularity for this for this sport. I think everything is um, you know in front of us. We just need to you know put the right work, have a have a long term strategy, and put the yeah. work in. Yeah. So you, you talk about having your um, domestic league growing very strong, you know, developing, having an A-side competition. Do you think from, obviously, you played Northampton for two seasons or three seasons, I think it was. Um, do you think that sending young players away to gain experience in other leagues is going to help benefit that league as well? Or would you say keep them domestically and try and build the national team that way? Well, I think uh, sending the players abroad will definitely help the national team, uh, like it does help in in Georgia, for example. We already um, spoke about it. For, for the national league, I think we have a we already have some um, some number um, of uh, foreign players. You know, there is obviously a limit to it. I think it, it this year the limit last year was extended uh, because of the World Cup because all the national team players were away. So most yeah. you know the clubs with a with a big number of national team players were struggling during the season uh, because we were away. Um, so the the number was uh, I think it was 
I think it's eight players in the squad, and um, it was five players on the field simultaneously last year, and I think it was extended to six players simultaneously, and I think nine players in the squad. So the level, the level of players that we uh, invite uh, has to be good. No, yeah. it has to be. It, it shouldn't where be just. You, where, where do you see those getting pulled from? What 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 countries? Um, well, uh, one two years ago, it mostly were from uh, Eastern Europe, Georgia, Moldova. Um, not many uh, from a kind of in you know a, a usual rugby playing countries, but some yeah. of. Uh, now we do we have built a, a, a quite a strong connection with South Africa actually. Okay. And, uh, yeah, a lot of the clubs have uh, turned to, towards South Africa and looking for players there. And uh, so there's, I think there's a bit about an equal kind of number of Georgians and South Africans at the moment in the league. So most clubs have, um, you know, found some some playmakers because you know there's a lot of young guys in South Africa just after uni or at uni who are keen to come out, come out and uh, you know get out of the comfort zone of uh, their own country and play. So and a lot of them show with some good rugby, and that's what makes this will make our league more exciting as well. Having those yeah. players in, in the league, and you know, it, it will help to raise the level of the players around them. You know, it's it's like um, kind of snowball effect. Excellent. Okay. No worries. Now, in terms of isolation, obviously we've got a lot of players out there. Not you know, this is aimed more towards grassroots and uh, people missing playing for their local clubs. Is there any tips you've got for players and how to? hone your skills or perhaps uh, stay fit whilst you're in isolation if you're within your four walls? Um, yeah, it's a tough one because we don't know when it, when it all is going to end, obviously. Um, well, I do know that the, for, for an athlete, if you're, if you're obviously, you, you, you're watching your, um, what you eat, you obviously, you're not, let's, let's say that you, you actually do, uh, you are serious about your rugby, about your sport. So you do what watch what you do and what you eat, uh, and you do try to exercise as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're there, there's a certain kind of minimum limit that if you do um, complete those minimum uh, number of training sessions, it's not going to take long for you to regather your uh, fitness level once you're out, once you're playing. There is some scientific research about it. So, uh, you know, two, three training sessions, even if it's a, at home, even if it's some kind of so much information now available. So uh, two, three, like even like three, maybe four training sessions, like 20 minutes long a week yeah. will will keep you at a certain level and you will be able to regather and get a, get a, get the fitness back when you when, when you when you're there. So don't don't worry too much about it. Just worry about, you know, how you eat and how you sleep and. That's, you, you should be okay. It's perfect time to do something that you've been postponing. Actually, mm-hmm. uh, if you're uh, if you've been uh, you know putting uh, postponing like uh, guitar lessons, that's a good time. If you've uh, you know if you've been putting away reading some some book that you wanted to read, I think it's a great time to do that. Um, uh, so that's I'm, I'm trying to catch up on a few things, and I've actually. I've been um, asked to do a few things um, on the internet, so I'm just preparing a lecture on kind of rugby history as well, history yeah. of rugby and uh, history of rugby in in education in the UK. So I've been, uh, yeah, all day today I've been doing this research and reading. So um, it does a good. It's good to keep your um, kind of mind that's, busy. That's one of the positives, isn't it? That everyone's doing more yeah. stuff that they've been putting off or haven't done. I mean, I. I've turned my hand to start doing some sketches again. I haven't, I haven't drawn in 
30, 40, 30 years, you know, and, and all of a sudden I started picking a pencil up and just it's amazing what boredom will do for you. But uh, uh, I don't know if you know, Dom's, Dom's sporting a very uh, streamlined hair. <laughs> he had a, a bet with Jack, one of the other kind of, uh, panelists of the day, uh, and they flipped a coin on it and uh, Dom lost, so he had to shave his hair. I noticed you've still got yours. Have you, have you been tagged in any videos by any rugby players you played with trying to get him, get him to shave it? I haven't, and uh, yeah, I try to stay away from the, those type challenges. Yeah. You know, not, uh, <laughs> um, my wife isn't happy with this mustache that's been stuck <laughs> long under my uh, under my nose. Uh, it's been way overdue to shave it, but I can't do it now because you know they want to understand that yeah. people want to understand. I have so much support for this tash. So, uh, uh, so my, my, and even my daughter says don't shave it because she's you know she's only five. And she says she won't <laughs> recognize me if, she, if I do. So, uh, yeah, the only person that's not happy is my wife, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you should make your own Instagram post for it. For your Probably, yeah, yeah. Another week, and, uh, another week and I'll make an Instagram for uh, several things in my house, I think, and my dog as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've seen a lot of posts. People are doing the isolation beer challenge where they where they shave it and then try yeah, to grow it yeah. as possible. Well, I'm not shaving it. I'll look about 12, but I'm just going to grow it as long as I, as long as I possibly can. Um, I have got one scenario for you. I've been putting forward to a lot of our guests we've had on many podcasts recently. Um, so here's the, the situation. You're in isolation, right? You've got to be in isolation with one player you either play with currently or used to play with, right? Um, and you can't leave the house at all. You've got to be there for two weeks solid. People are bringing you food. Now, which player would you that you've played with or currently play with would be the absolute worst person to have in that isolation. Who would who would you hate to have there with you for two weeks and why? Oh, okay, okay. Um, are we uh, are we staying in the same room as well? It's a it's are a, it's a studio. Room? It's a studio flat. You cannot get uh, away from this person at all. It's a tough one. Um, well, I, I could say who was I, actually I'd probably be the same person, like the best and the worst. Uh, one of my best friends uh, in in rugby and in life, Andrei Ostrikov. He played for Sale Sharks. He played for uh, he plays in Grenoble now in France. He actually be a good person to to call because he's been stuck for I think for over three weeks now in France in isolation. So I can give you his contact. He's very keen. He's very keen into his uh, films. So he's got a huge. Uh, I think he's he has got an Instagram. Um, account for his kind of uh, film review as well so he does all, all these posts he doesn't have too many subscribers but he does uh, do a good reviews and uh, so he's obviously has he obviously know knows how to spend some pastime watching yeah. film he, he analyzes them really well so it's <laughs> nice to with him but he'll be the worst person to to stay and sleep in the same room because i've i've been on um, many many rugby camps and we stayed together we room together and he sleepwalks he does crazy stuff at night, so uh, you like it, it's something that you you don't want to be sleeping in the same room with this guy because I have, I've been woken up a number of times uh, with him just dragging me off the bed by my leg, and he was he was in sleep obviously, and he's a he's a he's a, he's a two meter tall guy, 130 yeah. kilos, and you don't want to mess with him, you know that kind of stuff. So I don't know what he's going to do. Uh, I managed to uh, wake him up most times, but I, I I was just hope you know one night I won't be able to wake yeah. him up. What's gonna happen? <laughs> so, well, it sounds like you're both like, yeah. Oh, sorry, I was gonna say it sounds like he and I get on very well. I mean, I, I'm a massive film buff as well, so that's the one thing that's been keeping me going really in isolation. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, any any contacts you can give us, we'll take. And I'm sure a lot of rugby players will be uh, bored at the moment and want to want to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I will. I will. I will send the contacts to see if he wants to do it. We did actually. We did a um, uh, we did a Zoom chat, a group chat on Zoom online for like for Russian rugby as well. He was on it. I um, just you know chatted for over an hour about stuff. He was online, so we couldn't really curse. I, I, you know, I, I was hoping yeah. to have some really kind of free chat yeah. uh, and then kind of beep out the cursing. But uh, at the end, it was, it was it was quite good. So I, maybe he'll be on because he, usually he's quite shy, but he was online and uh, no problem. Maybe he'll play guitar for you or something. <laughs> we'll take you up on that. I mean, we've, okay. we've been doing uh, like once a Friday or every Friday, we've been doing a Dodgers bar, if you like, uh, which is a similar sort of thing. Everyone goes online yeah. via Skype normally gets a few drinks and just sit there and chat, nice. chat in the early hours. I mean, Dom, what time did you finish last Friday? It was like 3, 3.30 a.m. I think we're on <laughs> still. Oh. I actually, I do have a, in about an hour, my friends, I, I live in the same, not rugby friends, but my friends from from uh, from school and stuff. Uh, we do actually go to to a bar and I do like to have a pint of Guinness or a Kilkenny, actually. <laughs> I do love, I do love uh, Kilkenny. Um, and we've been for two weeks now. We've been uh, chatting over over Zoom as well, and we, yeah. we, do have, we do have a group chat tonight as well. I don't have any beer though, so I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't feel like beer when you're drinking it over Skype. So I know, I know. You, know, you stand up and you're like, oh, <laughs> you ended up having ten cans, and you, you know, it's just like drinking juice. <laughs> yeah, I might have a quick run to the shops now before it starts. <laughs> All right. Thank you very, very yeah. much for your time, Uh You know, is there anything else you want us to touch on, or any questions you've got for um, us? No, guys, it's good. It's good talking to you. I'm actually, uh, you know, I really enjoyed this. So. Um, no, great. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for coming on, you. and uh, we'll have to get you back on maybe when the rugby season started. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll I'll, I'll keep you informed, and maybe we'll get some. Uh, Come, uh, exposure for 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 the Russian rugby league as well, and then Definitely. you know they I think they're gonna they're gonna film it. Um, they, I think they already uh, well they've already organised and hired a pro professional um, filming company. Um, you know they they want gonna make a product so they can you know put it out on the telly and stuff. So you know it's another another step in um, getting it on the television. The great thing that helped. Uh, this you know the, this World Cup was televised fully completely uh, free on the national national channels, not on the pay per view uh, yeah. on national channels. So yeah. this you know this was huge in terms of uh, popularity because people were you know easily available all Accessible, matches. Yeah. So this is huge. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thank, you guys. Thank, Thank you very much. much. Bye bye. bye.